Hello dear friends and welcome to Native New Day. Today we find ourselves in the great California Yosemite National Park. Believe it or not, this is our first national park. In fact, the world's first wilderness park, set aside in 1871 by Abraham Lincoln. This beautiful valley is the original home of our Miwok native brothers and sisters, whose name means people of Bear Mouth Valley. The Miwoks were a peace-loving people. But around the early 1800s, renegade Paiute bands from the east began to infiltrate this great Miwok Valley because of the protection it gave them from their enemies. Because the Miwok elders chose not to battle against the invading warriors of the Paiute people, the Paiute warriors and their families eventually overtook this great Miwok Valley home. Then, as it happened in much of Indian country, in the early 1900s, gold miners arrived. And as an excuse to protect their mine claims from the Indians, many Native Americans were killed or driven out of their beautiful Bear Mouth Valley home. As if all this abuse was not enough, soon outsiders discovered the beautiful scenic Yosemite Valley. But it wasn't the coming of the white man that mattered as much as the disease of smallpox they brought with them. This horrible sickness reduced the population of the native people here from thousands to less than 100. What saved many of them from certain death and extinction was the leadership of their elders who caused them to flee the main valley and established settlements around what we know today as Yosemite National Park. The protection and the guidance exhibited by our elders that has saved our people brings us to the purpose of our story today. If it hadn't been for the wisdom and the leadership of our native elders in the past many years, our native people today would be virtually extinct from this great country of ours. To this day, the Yosemite tribes go out of their way to pay special tribute and respect to the memory of their elders back then and to their elder men and women who guide and protect them now. The emphasis that our culture traditionally gives to honoring our elders is one of the reasons that I am proud of my native heritage today. Our elders teach us so much from their experience and how to improvise and to be resourceful in order to make it through hard times, and how to be kind and caring towards each other. We really owe our lives to them. But you know, sadly, today we are seeing our native people beginning to forget where they came from and who they are. Few realize that honoring our elders, our tribal leaders, our parents and our grandparents is part of our Creator's plan. He clearly wrote it in the Book of Heaven, so we wouldn't forget it. God's fifth commandment says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You see, this is the commandment with the promise, that if we honor our elders, we will be given a more fulfilled and longer life. Please notice, that this is not one of the Ten Suggestions, but one of the Ten Commandments, written in stone by the finger of our great Creator. You see, 
the Lord knows that the people who love us the most are those who will help us the most. But today, we're experiencing something very alarming. It's a cancer that's eating away our culture, and that is disrespect for our elders. When once they were honored, they often now are abused. In some places, it has even become an epidemic. Just what do I mean by this? Almost two out of 10 of all of our native elderly today suffer from physical and mental abuse on a daily basis. And over 95% of the time, believe it or not, it comes from the hands of their own families. Our elders today are experiencing abuse physically, emotionally, sexually, and are being neglected and abandoned. Financial exploitation of our elders has become a growing and shameful crime. In talking with the administration chief of our Washington State Swinomish people, I was made aware of startling facts about elder abuse amongst our people. Hello, my name is Brian Cladisby. I'm the chairman of the Swinomish tribe and president of the affiliated tribes of Northwest Indians, which represents 57 tribes in seven western states. And my message today is about elder abuse. And I guess this generation is not my parents' generation or my grandparents' generation by the fact that we are starting to see more and more of our elders abused by the younger generation. Today we are seeing drug abuse at an epidemic rate where our youth are stealing the prescription drugs from our elders. Many tribes have gone to, because of the casinos, are receiving per capita checks and uh, our elders are receiving assisted checks from these proceeds and we're seeing many of our younger generations stealing from our elders. Now back in my parents and grandparents generation, the elders were regarded in high esteem and they were respected and I know many, many cultures around the world share this same value and it's really sad that we are starting to witness this in epidemic rates in uh, Indian country and I just pray that uh, we are able to find a solution to be able to reach these younger generation to let them know that this is not right and we need to get a hold of this. My community here has created a task force, so to speak, to address this issue. We've hired an elders coordinator to work closely with the elders to make them aware of these situations. This is a challenge that each and every one of us need to tackle head on. We need to make sure that we break this cycle now in this generation so this doesn't continue. We need to be aware that this is happening in our communities and we need to work together to come up with the solutions to make sure this problem does not carry on to the next generation. Like me, you're probably wondering, why is this shameful thing happening to us? A lot of it has to do with alcohol, drug abuse, and the struggling economy we're all going through. Many of our youth live in a fast-moving age today with little regard for others, even their own family members. I believe this is what the Book of Heaven refers to when it says that in the time of the end, the love of many will grow cold. People will be lovers of themselves without natural affection and disrespectful to parents. 
The Book of Heaven puts it this way. People will love only themselves and money. They will be conceited, abusive, disobedient, contemptuous of parents, ungrateful and impious. Friends, we're forgetting how to love and to live with each other respectfully. Because of this, we're losing so much. This just shouldn't be. Yet in light of all this, we need to be sympathetic for those who care for our elders. You see, elderly care isn't always an easy thing to do. But yet, my friends, it's no excuse for abuse. There are four areas of elder abuse that we need to be alert to. The first area is physical abuse. So often in frustration, when dealing with inappropriate or senile behavior, it's a temptation to physically lash out at the elders. This is especially prevalent when alcohol and drugs are in the picture. Secondly, there's emotional abuse. You know, our words can be so powerful. Angry words and put-downs, especially from the lips of family, can so easily tear out the hearts of our elders who are already struggling with the frustrations of not being able to do what they formerly could do. We forget how powerfully words and things we say affect people, especially the elderly, at a time in their life when they need encouraging and uplifting words. Third, and probably the most frequent form of elder abuse we see today, is financial exploitation. And this is especially true toward those who are becoming forgetful and senile. Older folks are often so easily influenced into giving up their money because they wish to please and to help out in any way they can. It's also easy for some who have responsibility for the care of their elderly ones to feel a right to their elders' finances. Then when those funds or savings are depleted, the pressures of elder care become even more frustrating. Friends, there's a growing concern today on many of our reservations and reserves about young people, many of them blatantly taking advantage of their parents and grandparents. This is becoming a common form of elder abuse. You ask, what do I mean? Exactly this, that many older children refuse for one reason or another to make an effort to support themselves and consequently fall into the convenient pattern of living off the limited incomes of their parents and grandparents. They don't take responsibility for their lives the way they should. The Book of Heaven has an answer for freeloaders like this. It says, We commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. It's a sad, vicious cycle. Friends, no one needs this. Financial abuse of elders has been a special concern of one of my friends. Her name is Sala Suko, who lives in Port Hardy, BC. Hi there. My name is Sala Suko, and I'm from the Gwasala Nakwadok tribe, and I work for the Ministry of Children and Family Development as a social worker. I see elder abuse as a problem that needs to be addressed and has become epidemic. There could be emotional abuse, such as yelling at an elder, intimidating them, 
uh, harassing them. There's also physical abuse, such as hurting an elder, hitting them, uh, restraining them, containing them, keeping them home all the time, using them as babysitters constantly. I've heard many times growing up on a reserve that a pension day, social assistant day, is actually payday. And that's one of my pet peeves because it isn't payday. Um, to me, there's a big difference between payday and social assistance day or pension day. For it to actually be a payday, you have to work. And you actually know just by looking around that it's payday because a lot of people start to party. You hear the RCMP sirens and the ambulance sirens going on the reserve constantly. The cab is coming in and out of the reserve, making alcohol runs for people. Um, and the abuse, the percentage of abuse, actually increases dramatically on those days because it opens up a doorway for more abuse to happen. Because, you know, young people are just standing by. Oh, my mom's getting her pension today. Or my mom and dad, they're getting paid today. So I'm gonna get some money and I don't care how I'm gonna get it. So not only do we need to recognize elder abuse as what it is, and what it is essentially is it's illegal, it's against the law. To harm anybody is against the law. And we need to act on it. And how do we act on it? If you recognize elder abuse for what it is, you can call the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, you can call a service provider on your reserve. You could call your worker if you have a worker. You can tell a, a relative that you trust and know. Um, we need to start reacting to elder abuse and we need to start becoming advocates for our elders because they need to be cared for, they need to be loved, they need to be nurtured. There are a lot of benefits to reporting elder abuse. Uh, one of them being we're reinstating our elders to the position that they've been known to be in, a position of trust, a position of respect, a position of love. By reporting elder abuse, we're also teaching our children that it's okay to report abuse. It's okay to say, hey, something's wrong here, something's happening uh, that shouldn't be happening. It takes a community to raise a child, and that is so true. But not only does it take a community to raise a child, it takes a community to take after, our, look after our elders as well. And by looking after our elders, it renews our culture, renews our language, renews our way of life, because now those elders are feeling good about themselves. Their self-esteem is becoming elevated. They are feeling like they're being cared for and loved. And when a person feels cared for and loved, they feel more apt to share uh, their stories. They feel more apt to share their culture and language and way of life. I believe strongly that our elders are spiritual people. And I also believe that our, our spiritual side is connected to our cultural side and to our language as well. And our language, our culture, who we are as human beings comes from God and God alone. And God is love, it says so in the Bible. And I believe that our culture needs to come back to that way of life, to loving, to being loved, to knowing that we are loved. And when you know that you're loved, it actually gives you more strength as a person. It gives you self-esteem, makes you feel good about yourself, makes you feel like you can do anything in the world when you are loved. And we as young people 
need to embrace that part of our culture again. And we embrace, when we embrace that part of our culture, we ultimately embrace God. We have an incredible challenge as parents and leaders in teaching our children how to be responsible adults. This is a never-ending job that isn't the easiest to do in the world we live in today. But folks, it has to be done if we ever expect our kids to get anywhere in life. Once a strong young person learns the joy of work well done or the victory of conquering difficult challenges, they will be on their way to becoming wise and successful individuals. The Book of Heaven says, Young men are honored for their strength and old men for their experience. The fourth form of elder abuse is what we simply call abandonment. One of the greatest fears of the elderly is that of being forgotten and as if no one cares for them. When you go to nursing homes today, you'll be shocked to discover that a large percentage of the patients there haven't been visited by family and friends in months. Sad, isn't it? You know, we need to be asking ourselves, how would I feel if I was treated that way? Our elders need to always know that they're loved and that they're important because folks, they really are. You know, I'm talking to myself too. We need to be honest. When was the last time you and I made an effort to visit an elderly family member or friend? When have we actually sat down and simply took time to listen to them and to talk to them about things that matter to them? It is probably the greatest gift that we could ever give our elderly. This is a strong earmark of our culture that we need to work at and cultivate and keep strong. Don't you agree? I think we as a people realize that we do have a special problem in this area of elder abuse. The question is, what can we do about it? Here are some great suggestions of how we can become involved in helping to solve this problem. We need to realize that elder abuse is not only shameful, but it's a crime. Here are some things to keep on the alert for in detecting elder abuse. Scratches, cuts, or bruises that have no explanation. Scratches and bruises around the breast and private areas that might suggest sexual abuse. Continual unkeptness that shows neglect of being cared for. Unusual withdrawal or crying that may indicate abuse which the patient finds difficult or impossible to communicate. Sudden, large withdrawals of monies from bank accounts without good explanation or a continual lack of funds to cover their basic needs. Social isolation of an elder by their own doing or by others. Folks, this isn't normal. Depression and fast inclination towards dementia or unusual aggression on the part of the elder that may suggest a reaction towards verbal or physical abuse that they're experiencing. We owe it to our elders and to ourselves to report these things that elders are so often unable to do because of handicaps that they may suffer from. A big principle is that every person of senior age 
should be encouraged to have trustworthy people to oversee their finances. It doesn't always have to be a family member. This should be someone who is truly responsible and honest and also respected and trusted by the elders. Doing this will save a thousand struggles. It gives the elder protection when it's difficult for them to protect themselves physically and emotionally. Friends, this is so important. Remember, it's never too early or too late to talk to our elders about these issues while they still have good mental and physical health. If you do, even though it's hard at times, later they and their families will thank you for it. I've learned through the years that there are a couple things that any caregiver will find a tremendous help if they truly want to treat their elders in an honorable way. First, to truly be able to take care of others, we must learn to take care of ourselves, physically and mentally and spiritually. It's like the stewardess on an airplane who tells us that in case of the loss of cabin air pressure, we need to first put on our own oxygen masks before we assist others. Because if you pass out for lack of oxygen, what good are you to help anyone else? You see, this business of taking care of the elderly can be very difficult and exhausting work. So for your own sake, you must be sure to take breaks. A caregiver needs to be careful to schedule personal relief time on a regular basis by working with the support of family and other trusted caregivers. Then for your own future, remember, what goes around, comes around. Basically, it means that someday, we will be treated the same way we treat our elders today. For example, your children will most likely repeat the mercies as well as the neglects that they see you doing. Jesus said, so do the same good things for others that you would want them to do for you. In moments like this, I'd like to remember Jesus, our example, who let heaven guide him in all the affairs of his life. He naturally showed deep love and compassion for his mother right up to the end of his life. As he was dying on the cross for you and me, the book of heaven says, when Jesus saw his mother in tears, and John the disciple trying to comfort her, he said, Mother, don't cry. Take John to be your son in my place. He'll take care of you. Then he said to John, John, take care of my mother for me and consider yourself to be her son. From that moment on, John took care of Mary and took her home to live with him. Again, Genuine love and kindness is something that only the Creator can give us. I want that kind of love, don't you? I think of my dear dad, Art, in his elder years, who passed away just a couple years ago. I miss him. I miss the fishing and hunting trips that we did together, his delightful sense of humor, his guitar playing. I'm just so glad that we took the time to do some wonderful things together before he passed away. You know, today those memories warm my heart and make me glad 
that I don't have regrets as to how I treated him in his last years. I'm at peace with that. Because of this, it's a comfort that my last years and memories of him are only full of thoughts of love and joy. Now, here is something to consider. Even if you don't have an elderly parent or a grandparent living near you, perhaps you want to adopt an elderly person that you can care for and visit and pay attention to. There's so much that we can do to alleviate the sadness and the loneliness that our elders go through. Our Creator commands us to honor our parents and our elders. But you know, He never asks us to do anything without giving us the help to do what He's asked. The Book of Heaven says, Come to me, you who are tired and weary, and I will give you rest. Take up my work and learn from me, for I am gentle and kind, and you will discover an abiding peace in your soul. In my requirements you will find to be easy, and the load you carry to be light. I'm so glad that we have such a caring God, aren't you? And He wishes so much for us to follow in His footsteps. Let's resolve today to be more honorable and appreciative of our elders. What do you say? And until next time, let only the Good Spirit guide you.